and thank you for joining us for another episode of the Epic Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Meekin. It's my pleasure to welcome you to the podcast once again, my good friend and our exercise guru at the Epic program of the Utah Department of Health. Thanks for joining us, Brett. Good morning. It's good to be here. I think guru is a little scary. I don't think I'm wearing the proper robes. <laughs> robes aside, just great to have you here. I wanted to bring you back. It feels like we've done this before on this topic. And probably just about a year or so ago this time, but we're back dealing with higher numbers of COVID. Our numbers here in the state of Utah are definitely up right now. And I think people are revisiting that notion of, can I be active and deal with COVID at the same time? Do I need to hunker down and not be active again? I know you've got some new information and some research on this to share, and I think it'd be a great thing to revisit this morning. You know, it's interesting. It's like, is this a sequel or are we on, you know, episode three or four or five? Who knows? I mean, it, we've been going on this for some time. It's but a the, bad the, series. It is. It is really kind of a scary thing. And we don't want it to come across as scary, but it is serious. And usually, you know, I get on here and we talk and I do horrible dad jokes. And, you know, sometimes I think that people think physical activity is a bit fluffy. You know, it's one of those things that's just nice to do. It makes you feel good. makes you feel like you've got a, a little bit better handle on your mental state and stress and all that. And it is true. I mean, it's kind of fun too. But when it comes down to it, sometimes this can be one of our biggest protective factors. And, and yeah, we've talked about that, you know, as it relates to things like diabetes. If you are physically active, your odds of developing diabetes are extremely decreased compared to people who are heart disease, stroke, and all those things that we talk the big game about. But it also comes into some of the infectious disease as well. Because if you look at people who are going to be getting more colds, uh, flus, those little, the, the little ones that kind of jump up and grab us every year, you're going to be much more likely to get those colds and flus if you are sedentary. Just because your body is prepared to help flush things through it's better at, at absorbing and utilizing oxygen. It's better able to get blood flow where it needs to be to help fight these things. But also your immune system responds very, very differently if you are a physically active person. So yeah, I get to put on my serious, horrible hat and, and, and scare people, but I don't want to do that. I want to kind of come in waving the flag of, hey, look at this amazing thing that's going to make your life a little bit better, especially as it relates to COVID. Right. It's kind of like a car that's been fine-tuned and is running well, and it's ready to jump in and go anytime versus maybe you've had a car that just sat there in the driveway for a year. It's not like you're going to run out and just jump in that thing and drive, right? And As it sits car, there and goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. Exactly. <laughs> so the more recent that we've been active and the more regular we've been active, all the systems in our body are just going to work better. And of course, the immune system, it stands to reason, would be the same. Exactly. And the immune system is such a complicated thing. And a lot of people are throwing around these things. I have a strong immune system. I can handle anything. But we train it. It becomes better as we, we age. You know, we start off protected as a baby with our mom's Im immune system helping us out a little bit. And as we're exposed, we get more. But the more vaccines that we get, things like our MMR, all the other various vaccines, they help train. And it's essentially kind of like training for a physical activity event, a sports event. We have to train it to get better. If we're going to be prepared, we're going to be able to 
have a better system. So we're, what we're doing is we're just making it be better, faster, stronger. Oh, that sounds like a sign on a gym wall somewhere. But when it comes to COVID, it's an interesting thing because there's some recent research. This was being done, oh goodness, through the end of last year. It was reported early this year. And multiple states have health systems that record things like physical activity as a vital sign. So you go in, you get your blood pressure checked, they check your pulse, they check your respiration. Then they are also asking, are you active very often? How often are you active? How long are you active? And they track that as part of their medical record. Now that sounds like one more question that you're getting asked, but in this case, it was helping researchers really dig in and tell a story about the COVID response. If you were one of those people who had reported that you were inactive over the past two years, you were pretty regularly inactive, you're going to be uh, at a little bit of a higher risk. For instance, in one, one study, it talks uh, that being inactive over doubled the likelihood of being hospitalized due to COVID than those who were actually meeting the recommendations of the two and a half hours of moderate intensity physical activity over, over a week's period. But it was the ones that got even more because again, it's not just are you more likely to get it, but you're also, as this case said, double the chance of being hospitalized. And you were two and a half times higher of dying from COVID if you were inactive than if you were an active person. That's now we look at it and we go, this is a great correlation, but we, can we really assign any of these things to it? I mean, you know, research, we get really wonky, we get really weird, and we start breaking down everything and saying, all right, well, we have to account for age. We have to account for all the different factors that kind of come in. When they looked at all the risk factors that increased the risk of both being hospitalized, being put into the ICU, dying from COVID, the only things that were at the same level of being physically inactive were age and a history of an organ transplant. Well, those last two are kind of non-modifiable risk factors. So I really not much about those last two. Yeah. I mean, pregnancy was also up there. That was kind of an interesting higher, higher risk, but it wasn't up there as high as, say, physical inactivity. And so it was a real light shining and angels singing and whatever. Oh, it's amazing when we look at it and say, physical activity is a powerful tool to help prevent getting, suffering, and dying from COVID. I mean, that's kind of hard when we're, we come at it from a real sciencey perspective. We're saying, but in this case, and let's caveat this and let's, you know, make sure we're counting for this. This was a knocking it out of the park kind of a result. Wow. And that's impressive. And, and if you think about it, there are a couple of things that we can do to either ward off COVID or mitigate it. If we do get it, you're talking about physical exercise, physical activity, getting a vaccine also be helpful. Definitely. There's a couple of easy things that we can do to protect ourselves. And it, but for those who are a little bit nervous about going out and getting that workout, what advice do you have for them right now? You know, again, you're going to have an extremely low risk of a breakthrough case when it comes to a vaccinated individual getting COVID. And even if you do get it as a breakthrough case, it's going to be a lower intensity and lower impact on your body. But if you're nervous, if you're concerned, if you're just doing what you need to do to make sure you protect others, I mean, we've talked about wearing masks and social distancing is still a good thing. Be active. It's okay to go out and go for a walk, go for a run, go for a, a bike ride. Do what you feel comfortable with, because again, there's a lot of guidelines out there and every situation is slightly different. But being outside, I mean, depending on your weather, it could be super hot, it could be super cold, but still 
do something, even if you have to do something in your house, just to get a little bit of activity. Right. Well, that's a great advice. One other question for you, Brett, that research that you're talking about, obviously came out before we had the Delta variant, which yeah. is causing so much trouble for us right now. Is there anything that we can take from that? Does it change much? I mean, do we, do we still rely on this research? This is kind of one of those that the results were so clear as an effect. I mean, and it's not just on COVID, but it's on all sorts of things. We can see it's kind of a, uh, what do they say? A rising tide raises all, you know, lifts all boats. It's one of those things that says, if you're going to have a strong, healthy, reactive, properly reactive immune system, being physically active is going to strengthen that. And it doesn't really matter as much. So do we know exactly? No, but I'm fairly confident we could wave a flag saying, yeah, this is going to help. Yeah, some things just kind of make sense when you think about them, right? Well, I appreciate you being here, Brett. This is really great information. And the bottom line is get out there and get that workout. However you do it, whatever makes you comfortable in whatever way, whatever exercise it is, it's going to be helpful and it's going to help protect you. And whatever your motivation is, whether it's you know being a little bit healthier for infectious disease, chronic disease, or just having a better day. Right. Thanks again for joining me, Brad. Thanks for sharing this information with us. And again, bottom line, get out there and get active. It's good to talk to you. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Epic Podcast. We'll see you next time.